0: Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Another story that uh, we brought to you a few weeks ago had to do with uh, the idea of ranked balloting. Now you may remember that the city of London is the only city in the province of Ontario that actually has adopted the idea of ranked balloting. They used it in their last municipal election and we talked to Mayor Holder about this and they had every intention of going forward and doing this all the time. Until... The Premier announced in a rather arbitrary fashion that he was going to ban rank balloting in the upcoming federal, or provincial, municipal elections, rather, which are about two years away. Uh, that bill passed first reading in the legislature. Mayor Holder uh, actually went and addressed the parliamentary committee about this and uh, was basically told that's just the way it's going to be. But there's still pushback and there's still an awful lot of people that would like to express an interest and maybe even give rank balloting a shot, uh, notwithstanding the legislation. Uh, and one of those is uh, well, somebody who's uh, written extensively about this, as a matter of fact. Uh, when we look into this, Dave Messlin is the creative director for Unlock Democracy and an author of "Tear Down, Rebuilding Democracy from the Ground Up," and uh, he joins us on the Bill Keller Show to give us some perspective on this. Dave, thanks so much for the time. Glad you could be with us here today.
1: Thanks, Bill. Good morning.
0: We've seen some of the arguments that Mary Holder has put forth here, What, by the way, arguments that I agree with. Uh, I was surprised. This was uh, tucked into a bill that really had nothing at all to do with governance. It had more to do with COVID-19 and funding. So I, I don't know where this is coming from. Do, do you have any perspective on this as, as to why they dropped this on London?
1: Well, they're, they're dropping it on everyone. You well, know, it's four, everybody now, yeah. There 444 municipalities in Ontario. Two of them have already held referendums that passed. The citizens in Kingston and Cambridge democratically voted yes in favor of switching to ranked ballots two years ago, and more cities were thinking of holding referendums in in 2022, including Barrie and Meaford. So this,
0: well, of so affect- is, you could throw Burlington under that list too. We talked with uh, Mayor, yeah, Mayor Mary Mead right. Ward, and and they they have, they passed a motion to explore the idea of doing this in 2020. Yeah, so, but it's not going to happen mean, now.
1: It's not unusual for politicians to try and protect first past the post it's a system that's worked very well for politicians for a long time and ranked ballots gives more voice and more power to voters what's really funny about this is two things one Doug Ford himself was elected leader of his own party using a ranked ballot so yeah. conservatives use ranked ballots they understand ranked ballots and they like ranked ballots but the other thing is that conservatives are supposed to be the party that don't believe in big bossy government that don't believe that government should be a nanny state telling people what they can and can't do and here's doug ford telling everyone in ontario no one's allowed to use a ranked ballot even though his own party uses it so i mean there's just layers and layers of slapstick comedy on this whole thing
0: is this a pushback and and let's let's call this what it is. There have been a few policies, well, maybe more than a few, uh, that the Ford government has enacted, which were really just, uh, the, the, the sole purpose seemed to be wipe out whatever Kathleen Wynne did. And, and the, 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 you know, the, the, the environment politically here before was the Wynne government actually passed a resolution that said, if you guys want to try another, another system, knock yourself out. And and, and nobody wanted to dip their toe, their toe in the water until London finally did. Now That's everybody right. else, and, and is, is this just him undoing uh, a, a piece of Wynne legislation because i don't see any other rationale for it
1: no you're absolutely right you know we have so much um i call it fishtail policy making where one government comes in and does one thing and then the next government takes so much personal joy in just undoing whatever the previous government did we see it federally we see it provincially all the time we're about to see it in the u.s biden's going to do it to trump trump did it to obama and here where i live in in toronto our mayors do it all the time, you know, the most infamous one being our premier's brother. When on the day he was elected, he said, I'm going to cancel the whole, the whole transit plan. So the irony of this is that that type of polarization itself is a product of first past the post. Our voting system in Canada, which is actually quite obscure on the global stage, really pushes you towards a two-candidate race. In fact, we just put out a report called London Leads. Um, and your, your listeners can see it at londonleads.ca about the, um, ex- experience they had in, in 2018. And unlike every other major city in Ontario, which had only two front runners running for mayor in 2018, London had four. And London themselves had only had two front runners for the previous 15 years. It's one of the biggest advantages of ranked ballots that it takes us away from a polarized two party, two candidate system.
0: And your point's well taken. I mean, not only was Doug Ford anointed leader of the provincial party through rank balloting, uh, the federal conservatives, the last two uh, leadership elections were done by rank balloting. I mean, one of them took 17 ballots or something, but but they've they've opt- opted to and, follow this policy. And it policy. the
1: outcome. It well, certainly the outcome. Did. Maxine Bernier would have been the leader to um, leadership races ago, and Doug Ford himself wouldn't be leader without a rank ballot. Christine Elliott was leading on her ballot, Kathleen Wynn wouldn't have been leader. Dalton McGinty came in fifth place on the first round. So, ranked ballots really have a huge impact on races. It gives you more choice. There's no splitting, you vote with your heart, and you end up with a winner who actually represents at least a majority of the vote.
0: Yet yeah, without notwithstanding all of that though, you know, we're in a situation right now, Dave, where this governor's basically saying, "Do what I say, not what I do."
1: That's right. The 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 um the, The real icing on the cake of this, I was talking about the layers of slapstick comedy, is that no one was talking about rank ballots until Doug Ford tried to ban it. So there's this thing called the Streisand effect, which is named after this photo of a property that Barbara Streisand owned. And she noticed it online and then sued them to get it taken down. And she lost the lawsuit. But more importantly, before she tried to get the photo taken off the Internet, only four people had downloaded it. And once the media started reporting on her efforts to get it removed from the Internet, half a million people looked at it. And the same thing is happening with ranked ballots. Let's be honest, you and I wouldn't be having this interview right now if Doug Ford wasn't trying to ban ranked ballots. So I'm actually really excited and happy (laughs) because my goal with my work is to raise awareness and get more people understanding that we don't have to tolerate a broken voting system. There are other options out there. And the biggest um, boost of exposure we've had in years has been the last two weeks, thanks to my good friend Doug Ford.
0: Yeah, we did have a discussion, obviously, with the Burlington mayor when they passed that motion. Uh, we, you know, we did town halls, and it, but it came up, and it was—I I thought it was kind of refreshing, actually, that they even had the discussion at Burlington City Council. Yeah. And we've talked to London councillors about this, and they're, they're all very comfortable with the system. Sure. Uh, I'm not seeing any hue and cry or petitions being submitted saying change back. Uh, it's, you know, I'm just—I'm flummoxed that they would actually go down a road like this.
1: They, they could back down. They've backed down before on, on lots of issues. And if you go to our website at unlockdemocracy.ca, we have a whole page on Bill 218, and it lists all the municipalities who in the last two weeks have passed resolutions and motions asking the government to back down. Big cities like Kingston, um, Cambridge, London, and, and very small towns, including a little place called Moonbeam in northern Ontario that I confess I'd never heard of. Until this week,
0: <laughs> well, I'm the second one that's never heard of it. So, uh, <laughs> but thanks for bringing that to my attention. Uh, th- there was a time, though, and, and and you know the history on this better than anybody, Dave. You remember what was it? A couple of years ago now, they, in the McGiddy government, they actually did a referendum about changing the voting system, and it was soundly defeated. But I, I think there was a lot of fear and a lot of misunderstanding. About voting systems, I, I'm getting the sense from what I've heard, and especially in the last couple of years, uh, they're not fearful of ranked ballot anymore. I, it, the, the, the excuse I always hear from politicians, well, like Ford, but even some of the local councils across the province, always say was the voters wouldn't understand it, which I think is an insult to voters. It's not that difficult a process.
1: Yeah, it's incredibly condescending to suggest that any voter doesn't know how to count to three. Um, we did have a referendum. It was in 2007. It was on a, a system called Mixed Member Proportional, which is used yeah. in Germany and New Zealand. And I think a lot of people will, were worried about the there's an element of that system that uses party lists, yes. and people get elected off the list, and that, that created a lot of hesitancy. You know, after it was that referendum that convinced me that we shouldn't be looking at provincial reform as the first step. You have to start local. Let's just take a really simple change, like a ranked ballot, Uh, let's try it in our city halls and see how that goes and if we get progress there we can look at you know a, a wider range of systems that would work for our provincial and federal government so here we are 13 years after that failed referendum and instead we're seeing the opposite kingston had a referendum voters said yes cambridge had a referendum voters said yes london actually switched people liked it so there's a lot of positive momentum on our side And whether or not Ford goes ahead and bans ranked ballots, the momentum is still there. And all three opposition leaders have said that uh, as soon as any of them form the government, which could happen as soon as 2022, they're just going to bring ranked ballots right back. So this is a very short setback for me and my team, and we're just happy to see people talking about this.
0: Uh, to, uh, To make that point, I think, even more clear municipal politics is probably the ideal vehicle for this because there's not supposed to be any party affiliation. So you're just back ranking the individuals based on, on your thoughts and, and the merit of the individual candidate.
1: Exactly. And you know what? Municipal politics has always been the kind of laboratory where we experiment with new ideas. Think of something as simple as online voting. No province in Ontario has, is doing online voting. Elections Ontario isn't even looking at it. Federally, no one's looked at it. Meanwhile, lots of cities, including large cities like Markham, have been doing online voting for 15 years. So this is where experimentation happens. We, we want it to happen in our, 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 our city halls. And the best way to do that isn't to force people to use a system. Kathleen Wynne took the right approach with this. She brought forward legislation that said, hey, if you don't want to use ranked ballots, no one's going to make you do it. But if you want to experiment and try something new, Here's some legislation that lets you do that, and now it's like Grandpa Ford who's telling everyone, you know, you're grounded.
0: Where's the webpage? I'm just about out of time here. If they want to get more information about this, Dave,
1: people should check out our website at unlockdemocracy.ca.
0: Excellent. And get that in was... touch
1: with me anytime if you want to learn more.
0: Well, more to this, uh, as you know, as they say in the business, more to come, I'm sure, as the, this bill proceeds through the legislature. Thanks for this today, Dave. Really appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Bill. Take care.
0: Take care. Dave Meslin, of course, the creative director for Unlocked Democracy. I want to get Peter Grafe into the conversation here, of course, political science professor at McMaster University uh, in Hamilton. Uh, Peter, you've been following the controversy. You and I have had discussions about uh, how voting should work, especially at the municipal level. Uh, Dave Dave Meslin's contention is that the more that we talk about this and the more the government tries to push this, uh, the more people are going to be interested in giving it a shot. Do you think there's merit to that? Uh-
2: Probably some. I mean, I think citizens don't pay too much attention to municipal voting systems most of the time. So, uh, you know, this will have uh, made them think about it a bit more. Um, but, you know, certainly uh, we've seen an interest in a number of cities to, to try it out. Uh, I think even in this city, there you know, there was some discussion of it, although at city council they didn't really want to have much debate about it. Yeah. Um, But, you know, many cities face a similar problem where the advantages of incumbency for city councillors are so great that uh, there's a desire to increase the competitiveness in an election. And so one way of thinking that might happen would be to to try something like a different voting system. Uh, And I think that's been part of its appeal uh, in the cities that have adopted it.
0: Well, the the Hamilton situation, I think, is maybe unique is the word I'll use here, Peter. I mean, they didn't even want to uh, address the idea of ward boundary changes that they were required to do by law until finally they got forced into it. So I I don't think it's going to happen in Hamilton anytime soon, especially, as you say, with the power of incumbency. And you've got a number of councillors that have been been there for 15, 20, and sometimes more years on council. So uh, they've established a comfort level there. But the, the fact that so many other communities are talking about it, I find fascinating.
2: Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, again, I think uh, part of the rationale uh, stated by the Ford government is that they wanted just one way of electing municipal councils in Ontario, and so that's why we'd have to get rid of this uh, form and, and go back to the you know the standard process. But that's not really a very credible argument because we know some municipalities in Ontario have at-large systems where you know you elect your councillors across the whole city. Others, like Hamilton, have wards. Uh, some use electronic voting, uh, others use postal voting uh you know which all create their own dynamics in terms of how elections are run. If people are mailing in their ballots as they do in a number of more rural municipalities in this province, the election in many ways is over a few weeks before voting day when people have sent in their mail uh, so uh I mean I think our municipalities are interested in finding different ways of engaging citizens uh, voter turnout tends to be low, and so Trying new uh, initiatives is, is one way to try and increase public participation, and maybe also to try and find ways to uh, ensure that incumbency isn't too great an advantage, and that we have some turnover uh, in our municipal councils. So yeah, I, I think the ranked ballot fit within that range of the willingness to experiment that we see in our municipalities. Uh, and again, it's, uh, there's benefit in trying things out there not all uh, innovations can be scaled up to the provincial or federal level i mean electronic voting probably the security concerns about someone hacking the election are a lot smaller when it's a, a municipality than when it's a province but uh, you know these are these are chances to uh, try new things and it's a, i think a bit of a shame when we we limit our ability to try it out i mean i'm certainly interested to know does rank ballot balloting uh, Help or hurt incumbency. I mean, uh, most people claim that it makes it harder for incumbents to get reelected. I'm not sure. So I would have liked to see a few more elections in a few more cities to see if there was any trend that came out of that.
0: Yeah, we had some discussions with some of the London councillors, uh, having gone through the experience, of course, in the last election, and one of the other points that's usually brought up in this discussion is, well, it increases voter uh, participation, and more people actually go out to vote, and, and the numbers in London indicate that didn't really happen, but it's only this is only one election. I mean, I, you're, you're right, there has to be, to get a legitimate read as to what's going on, you, there's going to have to be a test on this, and I guess it's not going to happen uh, at least for another, well, six years, at least, well, four years, yeah, six years, two more years until the municipal election, which is going to ban it, and we'll see what happens after that
2: yeah uh, i mean and we'll see what uh, when there's a new uh you know in a new government in ontario whenever that is whether that's in two years or six years or 20 years uh you know whether ranked ballots are still uh you know top of mind of the parties that form government but uh i mean I, again i think we see across a number of municipalities in southern ontario an unhappiness with politics as usual and municipal councils and uh you know whether it's changing voting systems or making more use of participatory mechanisms like, you know, we've seen in in this city with uh, participatory budgeting or citizen panels or citizen juries, uh, uh, I think our municipalities will continue to uh, innovate on
0: on some of these forms. Peter, always great to get your perspective on this. Thanks so much for this. We'll follow this, and I'm sure we'll be talking about it again. You're welcome. Take care. Peter Grafe, uh, political science professor at McMaster University. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.